Hey, we're Ginger and Jeremy Volo. Welcome to the Hope We Hold podcast. Where we have weekly conversations around our family table to share the hope of Jesus. So today we want to discuss an interesting topic. Ha, huh, I see what you did there. You have a little dad joke in honor of you. <laughs> <laughs> because we want to talk about people and how interesting they are. Ah. But first, we want to say how much we've appreciated your feedback. Um, thank you so much. And we really are encouraged by all of you rating and reviewing the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it. So please continue to give that feedback. Yeah, guys, when you rate and review, uh, it helps others become more aware of the podcast and helps us also know what direction to take with it as well. Um, we really want to hear from you. So send any suggestions for topics or stories, your hope stories. We love reading the stories mm -hmm. of how you found hope. Uh, send those to contact at hopewehold.com. We love reading those stories. Um, and really learning from them as well. Mm -hmm. And we would like to share some on here as well. So like Jer said, if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, send them in. Yeah, and so speaking of reviews, uh, here are a few we actually got recently. Um, DJ282016 wrote, uh, thank you for this podcast. I just got done listening for the first time and it spoke to me so much. I've lost so many family members to cancer. And my dad was diagnosed with cancer almost two years ago, and there's nothing they can do for him. I lost my mom last year and felt really depressed. This podcast gives me hope that God is in control and he's got this. So thank you so much. I can't wait to listen to the next episode. God bless you both. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, that's real and uh, difficult. Uh, thanks for sharing that and uh, we're grateful that we can be an encouragement and honestly when I read that um, I just I'm grateful that we can simply be a reminder uh, telling people of what God has promised yeah, um, sure. and you know those kinds of reviews are, are really helpful for us and encouraging because that's what we want to do we, we want to be um, a reminder of, of who God is what he's promised and how we can have hope in that mm, that's really good yeah and here's another one from Katie Lawrence. Um, she wrote, I have felt the Holy Spirit tugging at me to dig deeper into my faith, and this podcast came at the right time for me. It brings modern a modern yet traditional take on how to be a Christian filled with hope in 2020. Yeah, that's that's encouraging. Mm. Um, again, exactly what we're we're doing this for, guys. We we yes. really appreciate that, Katie, uh, that you would take the time to write that. And Ginge, one more I wanted to share. It's from Daniel Donna. Uh, she says, thank you for sharing your thoughts as young Christian parents. Our family totally relates and needed this. Uh, this feels like I'm having a conversation with my friends. Thank you for sharing encouragement to keep showing others the love of God through acts of kindness. Hmm. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's really what we've hoped for. And in the social media world, um, though we've never met a lot of you, we do feel like friends. And so this is just an amazing way for us to connect a little bit deeper. It's always encouraging to read those reviews um, because that's the entire goal of our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're so grateful for you guys who tune in. 
Um, well, you know, I've been learning a lot about you recently, Ginger. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um, here's one thing I've been learning about you, that you hate to leave a task unfinished. <laughs> if you begin it, you want it completed. Uh, you're driven, motivated. Uh, once you get your mind set on something, it's going to get done, either a puzzle or a problem. <laughs> Especially those puzzles. Especially those problems <laughs> during quarantine. I love that. Um, and but but here's the thing is you're more driven than I realized you were when we met, dated, were engaged. Um, and I love discovering that about you because your drive uh, to complete a project that you begin, it shows grit and heart and determination. Oh, well, thanks, babe. But I, I've also been learning a lot of things about you as well. Um, I'm just thinking about... Um, when you see an idea, like you have an idea in your head and you mention it to me, you immediately go do it. It's something that you just jump right into. <laughs> and you, I, I can be more procrastinator in that sense. If I have an idea, I'm not going to just go and explore that option. So I, I've always loved that about you. And now more so I'm seeing that as we've been married longer. Um, that's something that I've learned. And um, you also have some very unique pet peeves. Huh. Like the sound of someone eating an apple, it kills you, like seriously kills you. So that's why when we have meals at our house, um, when the meal's complete, it's ready. Before we sit down to eat, you know, we pray and then turn on music. <laughs> it's music or white noise. But we're not always eating apples. But I, no, but I do food. have to say, you've nailed me there. I, <laughs> if somebody eats an apple, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that sound. No, and it's understandable though. I don't think anybody is. But yeah, we've been learning a lot and I know we've not been married forever, but nearly four years. Um, but uh, the ongoing discovery of one another has been super fun. Yeah. And one of the best books uh, that I've ever read about marriage is by Tim Keller. Um, and Tim Keller is a pastor in New York. Uh, he's a professor now, but was a pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church. Uh, he's actually recently been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. So um, we need to be praying for Tim and his wife, Kathy, and all of you. We'd urge you to pray for them as well. Um, I attended his year, his church for a year in uh, New York City and had the privilege of meeting him, a wonderful, wonderful man. Um, but his book, The Meaning of Marriage, is a really phenomenal guide through marriage, and we'll link it in the description. Um, highly recommend it. But uh, he makes the point that marriage profoundly changes us. And so, um, listen to this. This is what he writes uh, in, in the book. He says, the Christian answer um, to someone, and he's talking about someone saying, you know, they're trying to find the perfect compatible person. He says, the Christian answer is that no two people are compatible. Uh, then he cites Duke University ethics professor Stanley Harwas has famously made this point. He says, destructive to marriage is the self-fulfillment ethic that assumes marriage and the family are primarily institutions of personal fulfillment, necessary for us to become whole and happy. The assumption is that there is someone just right for us to marry, and that if we look closely enough, we will find the right person. This moral assumption overlooks a crucial aspect of marriage. It fails to appreciate the fact that we always marry the wrong person. Now, listen to this. He says, we never know who we marry. We just think we do. Or even if we first marry the right person, just give it a while and he or she will change. For marriage, being the enormous thing that it is, 
means we are not the same person after we have entered it. The primary problem is learning how to love and care for the stranger to whom you find yourself married. Now, that's quintessential Tim Keller. Uh, profound, deep. But you hear what he's saying. That we think we're looking for this perfect person to marry. And then we marry them, we're going to discover that they're not that same person. Why? Because marriage itself profoundly changes us. That's so true, isn't it? Yeah, it is for sure. I mean, I think back to who I was three and a half years ago, and it's like a different person. I mean, same me in the core, but I've grown and I've been challenged and I've matured and experienced joys I never thought I could. Um, and I've just had to grow up in a lot of ways. It's been such an adventure, an amazing adventure with my best friend, but an adventure. Yeah, and ad adventures change us forever. Um, you know, we always remember those those uh, crazy moments where we can think back to, to a certain adventure or something that happened in our life that it sticks with you throughout the years. Um, my mo mom once told me that certain life experiences, specifically difficult ones, change you. And then she said this, she said, you, you don't walk into the room quite the same way after especially mm. uh, particularly difficult experiences that you, you're walking through life and you're changing as a person. These journeys in life radically alter who we are and how we see the world. As our horizons broaden, our knowledge deepens, our wisdom is sharpened, and we're growing and morphing and changing. Mm, right. And in marriage, how true it is. Uh, it means that we need to continue searching for each other and exploring each other's personalities and taking interest in our spouses um, because we, can, we can't just assume who they are. Um, you can't just say, well, we got to know each other back then. Um, I mean, think about parenting. Sadly, a lot of couples, they lose touch when they have kids because their kids are their world and they lose sight of each other. But also having children seriously changes you, um, hopefully for the better, but it reveals a lot of weaknesses and sin. I know even in my own life it has. Um, and it also reveals a lot of amazing and beautiful dimensions of character. Oh my goodness, yes. Um, babe, I, when we celebrated your birthday last year, um, we had a little party and um, I wrote a letter or speech. I don't know what you call it. And so <laughs> what, so I, what I wanted to do for that, that um, letter to you was um, just pull from my personal journal of different different accounts that I'd written down uh, that reflected your character. And some of those accounts were seeing you during the mundane day-to-day -day life being a mother and how you so tenderly cared for Felicity and how motherhood revealed your endurance, your selflessness, your compassion, your work ethic, tenderness, wisdom. I mean, I could go on and on. And those aren't just empty adjectives. I, I have a story for each one. You, you know, your endurance, the long nights when Felicity was first born and she was, her stomach was upset and we couldn't figure out what was bothering her. And you staying up with her and uh, just enduring night after night with little sleep, your selflessness, what more do I have to say than diapers, right? Um, you being willing as a mother to, to be pregnant and all the changes that your body goes through, that's selfless, right? Um, your compassion, seeing Lissy when she gets hurt and caring for her, um, 
so so yeah parenting it can reveal our selfishness but it also reveals a lot about our character that's beautiful oh thanks baby well i could say the same of you i know when i married you i never saw so much of your character that is now a part of our everyday and it's an amazing thing um, i couldn't have seen it and i couldn't have seen you as a dad and how you respond at 3.30 in the morning to a sick child because you weren't there yet. But um, when you became a dad, I think that's something that I've loved seeing. It has changed you and it's changed us. And I think it's just the character that is there has been revealed in an even more beautiful way. Um, I, I think it's sad though that a lot of people will say about their marriage that, well, he's just not the same person that I married. And I mean, of course not, you know, marriage changes you. It's up to us to enjoy the journey of discovery. And we can't just take one another for granted. We can't assume that we know them and leave it at that. Yeah, you're right. It's why some people get divorced once the kids leave the home. They realize that without the kids, what do they have? 20 years of growth and change and they realize that they're living with a stranger. Yeah. So we need to keep exploring, keep discovering, keep searching for one another because your spouse is interesting. There's so much to learn. Um, John Piper once said in a sermon, I'll never forget it, he said, find people interesting. Mm. They are. We're just busy and so we don't take the time. Um, and how true that is. We're so busy with living that we forget to see other people and care for and learn about them. And, and Piper continued in that sermon and he said this. Listen to this. It's kind of a long quote, but I think it's worth it. Uh, he says, you are never, never standing in front of a human being who's not interesting. They are created in the image of God. And whether 18, 8, or 80, a thousand interesting things have happened to them. Nobody's interested in them. Nobody asks them about the interesting stories they have to tell from when they were a kid or how they got that scar on their face or how anything happened to them. Nobody's interested. What if you were, he says. What if you found them really interesting? That they're a human being created by God. They're not on this planet by mistake. Things haven't happened to them except by the providence of God. If anybody should be interested in other human beings, Piper says, it should be Christians who believe they're all created in God's image and they're all on the planet for a reason. Mm -hmm. And just by your interest, you're communicating, you must think you have something to learn from me. And Piper says, well, you bet I do. You're a human being. You are a center of consciousness. You have an access to God that I don't have. You're different. You're outside of me. Man, that's good, isn't it? It is, yeah. I love hearing people's stories. And yet, I can forget this. Um, sometimes even in social settings, I think, man, I have nothing to talk about. But you've reminded me often just to ask questions and get to know people. And I, I like what Piper said, everyone's got a story to tell. It doesn't matter if it's the barista at Starbucks or the homeless person outside the park, um, or even our neighbor, Nana, who Felicity weighs yeah. it every day. <laughs> I mean, they've all got stories. And the question we need to ask is, am I interested enough to hear it? Yeah, and sadly, a lot of times we're not. Mm. Uh, but I think we should be. Yeah. I have another quote for you. Um, C.S. Lewis, love Lewis, the weight of glory. He, he reminds us that people, as we see them now, 
um, we won't always, they won't always be like that, how we see them. Um, that in eternity, in heaven or hell, people will be transformed, some gloriously, some not gloriously. Mm-hmm. And he tells us, uh, quote, to remember that the dullest, most uninteresting person you can talk to may one day be a creature which, if you saw it now, you would be strongly tempted to worship, or else a horror and a corruption as you, such as you now meet, if at all, only in a nightmare. All day long we are, he writes, in some degree helping each other to one or the other of these destinations. It is in the light of these overwhelming possibilities. It is with the awe and the circumspection proper to them that we should conduct all of our dealings with one another, all friendships, all loves, all play, all politics. Then he says this, there are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, civilizations, these are mortal, and their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. But it is immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit. Immortal horrors or everlasting splendors. Wow. What he's saying is, your barista is not just your barista. They have a never-dying soul. He says, nations, cultures, art, civilizations, this stuff is mortal. It'll just disappear one day. But the people we joke with, marry, interact with, our friends, even wickedly exploit, he says, they have a never-dying soul. They'll live forever. Mm. And so we need to treat them as more than a body. They're a never-dying soul. Yeah. So, like, find people interesting because they are. You know, I thought about our neighborhoods a lot. Um, The multicultural demographics of our neighborhoods are really beautiful. Um, you don't have to go to China to learn about the Chinese culture. Just meet your neighbor. Yeah. And you don't have to go on a world tour. Just go outside and meet people. Yeah. I, I looked up the ethnic diversity of where we live in, yeah. our, in our town. As of 2016, 42% of residents were born outside of the United States. Wow. That's higher than the national average of 13%. Mm. We have a huge Armenian population, El Salvadorian, Mexican, Filipino. Get this, 66% of the population in our neighborhood is non-English speaking, which is higher than the national average of 21%. That's amazing. So mm-hmm. we're surrounded by incredibly interesting people with stories to tell, journeys to share, wisdom to impart. Yeah, we have, I mean, we can be so narrow-minded and have a sort of tunnel vision when it comes to others. I mean, I mentioned before, living in Laredo and having people over to our home. And we met some amazing people with some incredible stories. Yeah, one of our neighbors was a couple. Um, The one was a political liberal, Mm -hmm. the other (laughs) uh, a political conservative. Those were some good conversations and interesting conversations. Yes, for sure. And we've been able to experience that here too. Our Armenian neighbors, um, they bring fresh grapefruits for Felicity from their trees and um, they just adore Felicity. And then our Persian neighbors, whose dog Felicity has fallen in love with, um, oh, yeah. another, I mean, you just see it everywhere. It's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. Remember Omar? Yes. Um, our friend in Laredo, uh, Omar, he moved there from Austin, Texas some years ago. And get this, he committed to meet one person a day for a year, or maybe he didn't even put a time cap on it. One person a day. He made so many connections, including us. We were one of those people. Yes. Um, and we've become friends. I remember even following up on that at a coffee shop. We were sitting at a coffee shop 
and person after person, they would come up to Omar and they would be, anytime they're out with him, it's like everyone knew him in the town. We're like, how do you know so many people? And he said that he made a commitment to just get to know people in the community. Omar finds people interesting. Right. And, And ultimately, as Christians, we need to find them interesting mm. because of who made them. Yes. So yeah. James 3, 9, he t- he's talking about the tongue and how we use it. And he says, with our tongues, we bless our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse people. But he doesn't just say people. He says, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. Mm. It doesn't matter who you are. Mm. You are made in the likeness of God. It doesn't matter the decisions you've made. It doesn't matter... Um, how beautiful or ugly, morally or immorally, it, it, you are made in the likeness of God. And James is saying you have no right to curse anyone who's made in the likeness of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but what this is showing us is that we can learn something about God in every person's story. So I'm practical um, and I think I need some help with this, as I'm sure maybe a lot of our listeners do as well. Yeah, I get that. For some of us, it comes more naturally than others. Mm. Yeah. The other day, um, we went to Salt and Straw, best coffee. Oh, ice cream. Ice cream. They have in coffee. In Studio ice City. Cream too. <laughs> they do. You just said coffee a minute ago. Best ice cream <laughs> in Studio City. What's the other place? So good. McConnell's. McConnell's. I don't want to rag on McConnell's. <laughs> we'll just be yes. positive about Salt and Straw. How about yes. that? Yes. Best, best ice cream in Studio City. Love it. Um, and we're sitting there with a couple friends and uh, eating our ice cream. And there's a guy with his girlfriend, and he just starts talking to us. He sees Felicity's shoes. I think they were Jordan 4s. And he just starts talking to her and talking to us. And uh, it was it was amazing. His name was Matt. And within like 30 seconds, we were just all hanging out, talking together. Yeah. Um, it was funny because he uh, was asking a lot of questions about Felicity's name and all this. And then he, you know... We said, well, Ginger's expecting uh, this this fall another little girl. And so he said, well, what's her name? And we said, well, actually, we're going to keep the name a secret. We always keep the name a secret uh, till the, the child is born. And he goes, um, well, yeah, I, I have a name that I'm going to name my kid. You know, I'm not having a kid soon or anything. But he said, when I have a kid, I, I have a name. And then he goes on to tell us about this incredible name. And he says it's a unique name. It's a name you don't hear a lot, but it's a beautiful name. And he's like going on about this name. And so we're like, Matt, what's the name? And he says, I can't tell you. <laughs> I said, what do you mean you can't tell us? Like, we're never going to see you again. Just tell us the name. Wouldn't tell us. And I guess it's fair because we didn't tell him yeah, the name. That is fair. <laughs> uh, but, but, but here's Matt, this guy. He's just striking up conversations, yeah. finding people interesting, interacting. And it comes naturally to him. Mm-hmm. Like, he even made a, a quip about that. And I said, bro, you don't, you don't sound like a guy who, you know, has a tough time making friends. <laughs> um, but it doesn't come naturally for everyone. Yes, yeah. And for those of us who aren't Matt's, how do we engage like this? Yeah, it's a good question. And uh, I think we should answer that question by saying, ask questions. Hmm. A good way to find people interesting is to think of questions to ask them. Questions like, do you love your job? Where are you from? What's your heritage? Mm-hmm. Ask about their family. Ask about their occupation. Maybe, it, you know, depending where you meet, ask something uh, relating to, to how you both got there. Maybe you're at a sports game. You know, do you love sports? But ask questions. Here's a good question. Ask about their hope. 
That's a great conversation starter. And Christian, it's actually a great opportunity for you to share your hope. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, Ginge, we were uh, in New York City. This was before we were married, right? Or maybe we were back, no, I think- We were dating. It was dating. our first Christmas, no, 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 it was our first Christmas married. We went to New York City with my parents oh, that in winter. Okay. Yep. And we were we were on the train going into the city from New Jersey, where yes. my grandparents are. Yes. Okay, so we're sitting there on this train. We're going to uh, an opera or um, a Broadway show or mm-hmm. something. And we're with my parents and my sister, and we're on the train. And this kid walks in, couldn't have been older than 19. He's got, you know, like bushy hair. Uh, he's got a skateboard on his back. He's got some kind of, his jeans are ripped. He's just a, you know, New York City skater guy just hanging out. And he sits next to my dad and my dad begins talking to him. And me, to my shame, you know how we're always embarrassed by our parents, right? So I'm sitting there going, dad, this guy, it's eight o'clock at night. This guy doesn't want to talk to you. Like, leave the kid alone. Like, he's just, you know, that's what I'm thinking in my head. And I'm kind of embarrassed, like, dad, you know, just leave him alone. (laughs) I'm not kidding. That's exactly how I felt. Mm. The train going in probably five minutes later, I kid you not. We're walking off the train. The guy is literally saying to my dad, it is such a pleasure to meet you. Can I give you a hug? Gives my dad a hug, (laughs) is walking off this train. Five minutes, my dad's in his 60s. This kid's probably a teenager, nothing in common. And my dad connected with him because he cared. He really Mm. cared, he genuinely cared. Yeah, and that's it, isn't it? I mean, as Christians, we can take interest in people because we genuinely care about them and we want them to discover the joy of Jesus and just to know the freedom in him and we want to see them flourish. Yeah, absolutely. Find people interesting Mm. because they are. Yeah. Well, like we said at the start, guys, we so appreciate you guys tuning in. We hope this podcast has been encouraging and we'd love it if you uh, rate, write a review for us. Send us your thoughts and suggestions at contact at hopewehold.com. We read them um, and we really appreciate you guys. And thanks for sitting with us today on the Hope We Hold podcast. We trust that you were encouraged. And it is our hope that your hope would be in Christ alone. 